Welcome to BitFace, another night here in the BitCave, Friday night episode. To my right, as always, is Tyler Glaze. I am Eric Sleazy E. Hollis. Completely stoked to have our guest on tonight. Not only the first international guest we've ever had in the BitCave, so that makes me very excited as a tech uh, nerd, but we have an actor, a writer, and also one of the biggest comic book fans I've ever met in my life, also one of the smartest dudes I've ever met in my life, Jim Young from Mexico. Dude, welcome to the BitCave, man. So glad to have you here. Thank you so much. Uh, Hi, BitFace fans. I'm glad to be here tonight. (laughs) Well, where do you want to start tonight, Jim? Because you said something online that you didn't like the new Ant-Man movie, and Tyler and I loved it. So I I know we kind of want to start there. Yeah, Yeah, okay, okay. Um, Well, I felt like uh, there was a little bit too much exposition uh, in Act 2. You know, I I didn't feel connected uh, to the characters through there. I mean, don't get me wrong, I thought Rude was really strong as an actor. I think he brought the comedy. I, I, I think there were a lot of the elements, but uh, I, I didn't feel the emotional power through, which I think cost towards the end because I wasn't really invested with the people who were in the film. I actually thought the end, I was surprised there wasn't say, some big comeuppance against Bobby Cannavale's character, uh-huh. but they had them all wrapped up as a family in the end. I thought that was a nice... But isn't that a little bit cute? Wasn't it supposed to be, though? Wasn't it supposed to be the Marvel family heist movie? It was way less bogged down than Ultron. I love the heist. I love that. I mean, there were a lot of things that were going in its favor through through the whole film. But, uh, again, I mean, like, as far as the Marvel thing, I don't know, you know? I wanted to see, for example, I wanted to see him turn into giant, you know, go go big. Yeah. You know, like at least once towards the end, like a little bit of a reveal for the next step. No one went giant in the movie, though, did they? I mean, objects went oh. giant. No, but I mean, I mean, Ant-Man, like that's kind of the other side of his coolness is he can go really small and really big. And oh, they, no, the tank didn't. The no, tank you're right, Jim. Nothing went size, big, did it? Yeah, I mean, like that, that would have been really cool, like to show that the miniaturization process works in reverse, too. Thomas like at least do a little bit of a hint or a teaser on it. I, I, I okay. thought that was kind of lame. And, and, you know, like, and I thought Rude, I mean, like I say, like the acting, I really don't, I'm not going to complain. It was pretty solid across the board. But I, I felt like I didn't feel the emotional arc that develops with the rest of the whole picture developing for Marvel at all. Did you see the Wasp reveal coming from a mile away like yes. we did? Okay. Yes. <laughs> I, I expect nothing less from you, sir. Like five minutes before. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And, okay. and, and that's good. And that was awesome. I do like, I will, I will say, I thought they took a bit of a chance doing the generational thing, you know, like, uh, yeah. Like, yeah, and that was a risky thing, and I think that was, I, I, I mean, I, kudos for that. I think that was maybe smart, um, but I don't know if they handled it as well as they could have. That's fair. They have established, though, that, like, there's an old Marvel Universe with Tony Stark's dad and Captain America, and I, I like that. I like that there's yeah. a little bit of history built history. in. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 you know, you have to look at, well, you know, I, I mean, I, I, my big collection is uh, Silver Age, uh, Fantastic Four. That's what I, that's what I collected. And, and those guys came out of a period that was like kind of a dark ages for comics. I mean, you had in the 40s, you had this golden age, like all set against World War II. And then, like in the 50s, people were scared to say anything dangerous. So they just had monsters and they had like whatever kind of sensational thing. 
It did not ring of communism or politics or anything like that. And Marvel, when they began, like really, really began with Fantastic Four in 1961, they began to ask these questions of, you know, like letting science fiction be a reflection of the possibilities of our own world. And that is important. And that's dangerous. And I think they took a big risk. And I think that that legacy should live on in some form. And didn't um, those original comics, though, whereas we revere them, didn't they originally meet with uh, with not as much praise? I mean, granted, for the time period, we live completely different age of fandom now, but it wasn't what it was now, is it? Well, what what do you mean by praise? I mean, sure. I mean, this was weren't comics for kids in the in the forties, and I mean, yeah, but I, like in the 60s, heck, up until we were in high school, dude. Yeah, no, but in the sixties, things changed. You know, like, the reason why these things are so valuable is so few kids held on to them. Oh, yeah. And, like, but they be- they became hallmarks, milestones, you know, of, of a generation. And things that we built in our, you know, when we started collecting comics on top of that. You know, but you couldn't, I mean, there wasn't before that. I mean, maybe in the 40s there was some, this is why I've always had a problem with DC. But that's a whole other story. But I think Marvel was really smart, you know, Jack Kirby, Stan Lee, these guys were really smart in creating comics that talked about the themes that affected everyone's life. And maybe that wasn't a big thing, you know. There was no such thing as TMZ back then. But there were people there were people there were some kids, smart kids, who read these things and they that was like the only outlet for intellectual thought in that time period. It was easy. It was 10 cents. You know, you could mow someone's lawn and get a comic. You know what I mean? So, oh, yeah. like, so like that, that generation, I think, came from there. And thank God some people held on to that stuff so that we have those, you know, still today. But, yeah, I mean, I mean that's, that's, that's what I think is really cool about it all. Like, that, that was an important thing, and some people thought about it, and it, it still affects us today. And I like holding on to a legacy, even if it's just here and there. So, I mean, they're trying to do something kind of similar to that in some of the new the new Marvel comics where they're trying to play on, you know, um, political issues and different different things like that, like um, Captain America being black or Thor being a girl. But it's kind of meeting with backlash nowadays. Well, it seems like, I mean, like, you don't want to be political for the sake of being political, right? Like you, right. you want it. You want it, you know. If 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 you if you're gonna make a decision like making Captain America black or Thor a girl, there should be a reason for it. Yeah. You know, and I think it, that comes back to storytelling and uh, to trying to tell some something that we can all identify with. And if you have that, if you have a story that we can all identify with, is something that it, then it doesn't matter if they're black or gay or a woman or whatever. You know, if it's a story that's worth telling, then tell it. You know, but if you're intentionally trying to incite just to get some more people buying your comics, well, that's kind of lame. That's pretty lame. I've heard the new Miss Marvel, where she's Pakistani, is actually one of the best written books of the I year. I have heard that too. That I, I, I haven't read it, but uh, 
I've heard it's it's phenomenal. Well, I have no yeah, problem I mean, with that. It, no, <laughs> and also you look at the potential for the storytelling interest there. That sounds cool, right? Yeah, I think if they do it right, I mean, I I totally agree with you. As long as you can put, you know, story behind it. As long as you can make it more about the character than about the issue, then. Well, the new X Men I thought was just a big cash grab with all the the whole female crew until I read it and it was actually really good. Yeah, well, I thought there, there you I go. was like, why wouldn't you put every every ex babe in a book, you know? But <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, uh, story trumps all. I mean, if you can put together a good story, then you can do whatever the hell you want. You know, it doesn't really matter. Then it's not about politics. If it's a good story, then you can do whatever you want. And I think that's that's what should be encouraged is good storytelling. Is that initially what drew you to Fantastic Four? I mean, you've been a comic yeah. book fan arguably longer than I've been alive, probably, or close. So, uh. Well, you were a kid. But, yeah, I mean, like, uh, I think that I, I, liked, I liked Fantastic Four because getting deep here, um, I liked this idea of the Thing and Reed Richards, their relationship, their best friends, um, and one... One was, like, deformed and lost all of this kind of beauty that he had. And the other kept it and won it all, but had to live with the guilt of turning his friend. This is – if you know, I have a question. I have a question for our fans tonight. If anyone knows, because I've been searching – I know what you're about to ask because you've asked me, and I, I, I failed you on the search thus far. I, I really I, I'm starting to believe that uh, I, I it must have been a dream, but uh, if it is a dream, then they should definitely make the movie uh, one movie about this. Is that um, you know what if what if maybe it's a what if uh, Reed Richards intentionally designed the spacecraft to imbue powers on his friends? Knowing the coming challenges that would come with all the supervillains and all the craziness that was coming with his intellect, knowing the future to some extent, like he's like, you know, what I should do is take my friends, my best friends, and give them superpowers and myself so that we can be superheroes to fight the coming conflict. And he just couldn't deal with it when it actually happened and the guilt of, of, of turning his best friend into kind of a monster, like, was too much for him to actually be able to admit that he had done it on purpose. It, like a cognitive dissonance. Like, he just totally zoned out. And he's like, no, this is just an accident. You know, but real- in reality, he actually tried to do it. It was, it was his purpose. And... Um- how much digging – I swear, when you, you messaged me that, and I was like, I know that story is real. I, but I, you, I, you've I, researched – I know how you are. I, I There's no way that you didn't find I can't, it. I can't find it. I think it must have been in the John Byrne age. I, I just can't find the storyline. I, I can't. I've been looking and looking and looking. And it's weird because you know you Google and you search and you do wiki and you do all the wikis. I, I cannot find it. maybe it's just a dream I had but like I mean this is a good story that would be a great sequel for whatever they're doing for Fantastic Four right now the origin story like how much Storm and Drunk could they pull out of that for like the sequel like the betrayal the ultimate betrayal 
So you haven't seen the new movie yet, right? I know you get to see stuff like two weeks before I do. No, no. Well, yeah. Well, I'm in Mexico, but I also I I, I feel like with with Fantastic Four, I'm 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 going to go with the audience. I I, I can't do. I, I I've I've been invited to the premiere, whatever, but no. Did I just hear this correctly that Jim Young is not going to the Fantastic Four premiere? I would rather. I would prefer to go with the people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I just, you know, it, those premieres, they just, they're so, they're, I'm sorry, but it's just not real, you know? It's a red carpet and a bunch of photographers, it's, it's lame. I'd rather just go to a random screening at a weekend, not 3D, just the 2D, whatever, and see how people act, you know? Yeah. I mean, fortunately, I, I have a pass, so I can, I can go see, I can go see 2D once a day. Any film. Nice. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. Yeah. The benefits of variety. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, so, like, you know, and, and, and part of the time, you know, that I'm doing that, I'm watching people as much as I'm watching the film. And, you know, it's not like they're going to be telling me any part of the story that I don't already know yet, you know? And, That's uh, very. What do you, what do you? We've kind of talked about this uh, away from the cast, but your opinion of the movie is pretty high, or at least your an- anticipation is, and so is mine. I, I actually hope, think it looks really my good. My hopes are high. They definitely turned down. You know, I actually went back and watched the cheesy ass movies, the the first two. I wanted to look at them. I wanted to see what was wrong with. You're them. not talking Roger Corman. You're talking about the Jessica Alba ones. The Jessica Alba ones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, and, 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 I, and I wanted to see what was wrong with them. I wanted to take another look and really, really look at them. And uh, I, I see a, oh, there's a sea of problems. But, uh, but I want to be able to see whether the new film is reacting against those problems or whether they're actually forging a whole new mythology and moving forward without thinking about them their mistakes. What were your beefs since you just revisited them? I've only made it through the first one oh, once and Silver Surfer God. half of it. Uh where to begin? Um well how about Cast, the casting? The casting well the casting okay. <laughs> Let, let's let's back up a bit. Remember Captain America was Johnny Johnny Tor. You know? Oh I know. Yeah. I know. Chris Evans uh, from Not Another Chris Teen Evans, Movie. Yeah, totally. And he was a super hottie back then, and now he's still super hottie, but he was, he's, he was always a Captain America. Uh, they messed up with the casting. Yeah, you're right. I mean, across the board. Um, but, I mean... Alba was my almost, biggest beef. Alba's just not almost, Sue Storm. No. And, 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 and yeah, one no. thing I saw in the, in the trailer is that they really played up her ability to... Um, to uh, to use force fields. I mean, after at like after the like uh, number two hundred and up, you start realizing that Sue Storm is probably one of the most powerful, if not the most powerful, of all of the Fantastic Four. I mean, she literally can she can create force fields to le- allow them to tra- like traverse like interdimensional universes and crazy shit. You know, I mean, she is she is a badass. She's Do way more. Do you think more. though that that was because in the beginning she was so underpowered so, or underused? Yeah. Well, okay. I, I don't know if I don't I don't want to say like it's because 
you know, it's not like they felt bad for her, so they gave her more powers. I think that her storyline developed to where it didn't make sense for her to not be stronger because she was the underpinning. She was the emotional core of the Fantastic Four. She was she was the the wife and lover to Reed. She was the honest friend to Ben. She was like the calming, centering, like central, like calm down and focus Johnny force to her brother. She was a stabilizing heart of the whole thing. And to not give her powers that were at least commensurate didn't make sense. Now, she's not Reed's beau in the new flick. Aren't they cousins or something crazy? Oh, I haven't heard that. Is that right? <sighs> Am I... I should have done a little bit more research, but I, I want to... Didn't the Ghostbusters tell us that? Yeah. Someone came here, Jim, and told us, and I was like, wait, 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 they're not going to be lovers? Like, no, they're related or something. Well, you know, I, we, we come from the South, so being related doesn't stop you. <laughs> the Fantastic Four? <laughs> you can't keep it in your pants, keep it in the family, you know? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm glad you haven't changed in 20 years, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> but no, so you're, you're excited. You're, sorry, you, you are excited about the new movie. That's what two yeah. weeks. Yeah. No, yeah. Time. Well, for you guys, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it's you know they actually have integrated the uh, here. We have Cinepolis is our main chain. We have two chains: Cine, Cinemax and Cinepolis. And by the way, our exhibition system is a million times better than your exhibition system. US, what do you mean by that? Well. Way cheaper, way better. Um, okay. What's it cost you to go to a movie, get a large popcorn and a large Coke, and enjoy an evening? Uh, 3D or 2D or what? 4D? Tyler and I normally go to 2D. But like 2D. 2D? 2D? Yeah. Okay. First of all, it's all set up based on the location. If you're in a poor neighborhood, it's cheaper. Um, if you're a rich neighborhood, it's more expensive. Um, and uh, if you go to a fancy, if you go to the fanciest part of town... Uh, for 2D, um, it will cost you about four dollars. Wow. What? <laughs> yeah, and it, we're talking like bouncy chairs, huge, wide, um, wonderful service, fantastic screen, wonderful sound. Yeah, it's, I, 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 I really don't even go to movies in the states because it's such an embarrassment. You guys have, I mean, not you. I'm not saying you guys, but honestly. <laughs> It's really like Mexico is so much better in terms of watching movies. Uh, it's so much cheaper, so much cooler. And you want to go to 3D? Oh, yeah, that's going to cost you another $3. That'll be $7. And, wow. And you want to go to $10? Then that's VIP. That means you get waiter service. You can get sushi and champagne. Ah, uh, well, that, I, that would... That the choice is made. <laughs> I, I just up for the ten dollars. Yeah, I mean that's the VIP. And they have we a pay like twenty two. I know for what? It's a joke. You guys yeah, we are pay like really ripped off, like left and right. Cinepolis has taken over, man. And and my friend, uh, who's the CEO of that company, they're, they're number five. They're going to be number one soon. I mean, they're they're. Are they coming to the states or? Yeah, no? they've already started in California. Um, okay. Pure boutique, high end, um, but that's what they're good at. They're good at giving like really high end quality service 
and for the same price that you guys are already paying, they can really provide a huge service. Um, I you mean, sold me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, hopefully, Eric, you come down for the wedding. I can take you out to a movie. You can see what uh, I'm talking I, I would love to come down for the wedding. And congratulations, by the way. I'm very excited. How long have you guys, and, and we'll we'll get off the relationship question after this, you guys have been together Sorry. a while, though, Sorry. right? Yeah, yeah, uh, since last August. Almost wow, that's fantastic, man. Very, very happy for you. Yeah, sorry, fans. Didn't mean to get off the subject. but No, yeah. no I've, I've, I've learned not to do that because I'll, I'll start talking to you like we're just talking on the phone. So. <laughs> I, know. I know. I know. I just love the sound of my own voice. Isn't it so nice? It's so, uh, like, I, you're dark. talking to the guy that has to listen to this later, both of us. <laughs> so. <laughs> sorry, fans. You guys are great. Um, so I would like to know, uh, in like, if anyone out there does know what I'm talking about, like that, that storyline with, uh, Reed Richards, like, you know, um, orchestrating the whole, uh, empowering and, uh, of, of the Fantastic Four. I know I didn't come up with it. I know it had to be there. And, and this is like one thing that's like, okay, if they fuck this up, sorry. If they if they screw this up, um, that's, there's no excuse because there's a, a, an endless fountain of possible stories that can come from Fantastic Four. So many of of, of Marvel's heroes were launched via Fantastic Four: Daredevil, uh, Spider Man, Spider Spider Man. Yeah, I mean, like all of the main heroes ran through Fantastic Four. That was the big popular hit in the in the early '60s. And there are just an endless source of possibilities. And if they don't make use of that, well, that is just their fault. What do you think about the rumor? I don't know if you've heard this or not, but they're really thinking Fox about doing an FF X-Men crossover flick after Apocalypse. Let's see where we go with the Apocalypse story. Uh, the, the Fox thing is like really kind of... I mean, I liked it. I liked that there's more than one. Did you movie. like the new? There's only two X Men movies I have. I like. I like the what's the first generation, whatever. What's that, what first class. Did, did you like? I love Days of Future I thought Past. It was, I, Days of Future Past. Both of them. They were good. They're doing great work. Brian Singer continues to kind of bring it. Uh, and he got cleared of his charges. That's good. You hear about that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I made a joke online that the the second worst thing he's done now is Superman Returns. What you know? I, <laughs> Sorry, it's terrible. I mean, uh, speaking of Superman, I mean, what do you do with that? Uh, Superman is a really hard story to sell, and this I movie. didn't like Returns, and I didn't like Man of Steel. And I don't know if Batman versus Superman is going to live up to what it is. I, 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 I just, I don't know. It, it, these are these are heroes from an age gone by, and you have to update it. You know, and, and I don't know, they, they really have to kind of be bold if they're going to make it work. You know what I was watching the other day, and it's such a kind of a silly movie, uh, was uh, uh, Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters, right? Never saw it. That's with Jeremy Renner, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, <laughs> this is not high art by any standards. <laughs> but the guys took a bold chance, and I respect that. It reminds me also of the Grimm's brother, the Brothers Grimm, you know, with uh, Heath Ledger. You know, like, uh, yeah. these guys kind of reinvent an old thing, and they just don't give a damn. They'll just, 
take what they want from the mythology and leave the rest behind in order to tell their own stories. And that's what needs to happen with Superman and Batman and all this stuff. These guys are heroes from the 40s and 50s. They need to be able to be free and not under this like, confines. I mean, Superman is way too powerful. You remember, Eric, when we we tried to play uh, role-playing with... Uh, with uh, like some kind of Marvel thing, and we all gave each other too much powers and was not fun at all. And it wasn't fun at all. No, I, I completely remember. Yeah, it was like, dude, like when you can do anything, then who cares, you know? Limitations matter. But like Superman, what? He can turn back time. He can like break anything. He's uh, basically, you can't defeat him. Mind erasing kisses in one of the movies. Yeah, I mean, like he can pretty much do anything he wants to do. That is dull. There's no weakness. There's no vulnerability. You know what I mean? And uh, I think that they have to get... I mean, Batman has is all about vulnerability. I think that's why he has more legs than uh, Superman. But, oh, way, uh, way more. I, I will read Batman. I probably have 20 Batman graphic novels. I have one Superman Batman's novel. Way, exactly, Batman. Batman versus Superman is the best one of, of the Superman whole uh, uh, ideology. I mean, the, you know, Batman is a complex, he's neurotic and he has lots of problems. He should be in therapy. Um, but, you know, Superman, Dude, the streets are his therapy. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like beating up bad guys. But that is, that's, that's kind of a, a violent sociopathic behavior. I mean, I, I agree. I mean, like that, and that's kind of what's cool, and it's also what makes like the Joker and his enemies work so well. It's like them saying, "Like you think you're not crazy? You're completely crazy. It's <laughs> like you 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 couldn't exist if you weren't beating up people all the time. You just have to be on your side of of morale or against on the other side of your morality." And then you have you read oh. the new any of the new um, the Scott Snyder stuff? No, I haven't. What you what you were saying? I mean, I I swear you pulled it right from the pages. So maybe you did make up that Fantastic Four story because <laughs> what you just said was like they did a whole death of the family where Joker was like Robin and Batgirl aren't your family, dude. They don't do anything but take you down the wrong path. Like you are you because of us. And mm-hmm. it's it's pretty. Yeah, you need to you need to read. Do you read anything anymore? I mean, I don't read half the. Well, comic no, I just do. but the thing is, is I'm down here and it's not like I can like go to the comic books. So everything is in Spanish and it's 20 years ago. It's not like. It's not as easy. Feel free to send it down, I, I, and uh, also send me the link, uh, and I'll and I'll try to get it when I pick it up. When I, I'll be back at Christmas, I'll go home at Christmas. But yeah, home still uh, Georgia for you. What's that? Is home still Georgia for you? Georgia, Alabama. Okay, Georgia, Alabama. Gotcha. Yeah. See, my I have no longer have any ties in Georgia. My folks moved, and my sisters live elsewhere. So. Okay. All right. Well, let's keep it off the the phone call. so what do you guys want to talk about i want to talk about your show i want to talk about your show on hbo okay yeah i want to what what, you were never into acting when we were in high school where did this all come from um well that's a good question i don't know um i think really it began as uh well, my first real acting gig, which was a very small gig, was working uh, on The American Detective, which was a film that Marcus was second AD on, Marcus Brooks. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
and I was just spy shop assistant, and that was my only thing. Um, and that came from the director just being like, Jim's funny, like, we should put him in front of the camera, you know? And then uh, after that, other directors randomly were like, hey, we'd like to have you in this scene, can you do this? I played for a short once, like a Baptist uh, missionary trying to convert a guy, and and then like uh, and like and like uh, also like uh, my friend Yibran Aswad did his film with Kako and uh, played some like crazy drunk gringos, and I and I and I did a dance to uh, Oops, I did it again with Britney Spears, and uh, then like please tell me I can find that on YouTube. <laughs> I can look up the link. <laughs> it's a pretty funny scene. You know, you Joey we... Marshall's on it. Well, you don't know that. Either. But we it was did. a pretty great scene. And uh, it was about a thief who, who just happened into our, our house. Um, but time and time again, directors just seem to want me in front of the camera. And I am kind of leaning into it now. I'm just, like, letting it happen. Uh... I was in I was in this one movie just for a split second as uh as as Oliver wait, Laurel and Hardy I was uh Hardy no 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 which one was from Georgia do you remember that from uh Hardy's from Georgia Hardy. isn't he Yeah so I was Hardy the the fat guy so I was him and uh, and that didn't even make it into the film, really. It almost didn't. But the director kind of fell in love with me, and he was like, "I have to have you for my next film." And uh, I played as a reporter for Variety, as I happened to be the correspondent for Variety in Mexico. Um, and it was in the fifties, and it was about Cantinflas. You know who Cantinflas is, the the actor. Well, he's a Mexican actor. He's one of the most famous Mexican actors. He was a huge comedy guy. He's like the Adam Sandler of like the forties. Um, he's not the guy I always see in the B costume, is he? That's the Simpsons. That's the Simpsons. But that's based on a real actor in Mexico. I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think. I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up when I'm looking look for your up. fantastic look story issue. I really I really don't think so. Um, but this guy, Cantinflas, is, like, a huge hit. I mean, he was, like, huge. He was, like, he's still, like, revered. Anyways, uh, in fact, the film, Cantinflas, was the selection from Mexico to uh, submit for the Oscars for Best Foreign Film. What year was that? Uh, two years ago, 90... Wait. Okay. What is that? 2015? <laughs> Sorry. 2014, 2013, something like that. Cantinflas, C A N. T-I-N-F-L-A-S. Cantinflas. And I'm in the first scene and the last scene. Who do you play in Cantinflas? I play a reporter from Variety. That's right, okay. And that's... I've seen pictures from that movie, correct? Yeah, well, I don't know. I've seen them. I've put them up on the web, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm a pretty big Jim Young follower on social media, okay. so... So, <laughs> so yeah, if, yeah, then therefore, yes, of course. But the real breakthrough... Well, it had to do a lot with Natalia Beristein, um, who's a great director, um, really smart. Her dad, Paul Beristein, is kind of a big thing in England. 
um, as a director. Natalia has made her own path. And now she's also casting, doing casting directing. And she saw me at the Morelia Film Festival, and she's like, who's that? And it happens that her husband, uh, Kisa, uh, oh, God, I don't know his last name. That's so embarrassing. Uh, who works a lot with Diego Luna and uh, Gal Garcia Bernal. Terrazas, Kisa Terrazas. Um, knew me through Yibran and other friends. He's like, oh, yeah, that's Jen. Da, da, da. And so she... She got me this uh, audition to work with these guys. The the I mean the thing is I've I've written about I've written a lot about Lemon Films. Lemon Films is a production companies, and there's also Lemon Lemon TV, Lemon USA. These guys are big, like Billy Rovzar. This is the brother. This is the Rovzar brothers. This is the Weinstein's in Mexico. Billy, Billy Rovzar backed uh, Spider-Man Take Back the Night in the States. Which oh, is did the, he really? Yeah, he, he was the main backer. It was a terrible mistake. That was the uh, – wasn't was that the Broadway U2 uh, scored musical at one point? Is that what you're talking about? The one that were a lot of accidents and they had a re- – <laughs> Yeah, where Spider-Man was dying every week. <laughs> sorry, that's horrible. I'm sorry. Spider-Man was dying quicker than Uncle Ben. <laughs> so – so yeah, that's Billy Rosar. Well, his brother, who's, and oh my God, it just comes back to me. Billy, I love you. You're amazing. Um, uh, Fernando is his brother, and he's kind of like the more like Mexico-based guy. He's like the producer guy. But he also directs a lot of the shows that we're doing, which is a co-production with HBO. Um, and, uh, and it's lemon lemon films. Like the is it spelled like the fruit? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and they're a little like. I don't know, the thing that comes before the movies, their little animation is a lemon tree. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, they've done a lot of stuff. Um, and they're, they're, they actually, like, I mean, I'm not saying, again, guys, if you're hearing this, they have a lot of uh, familial connections to Televisa. They're kind of the nephews and cousins, sort of, of, you know what Televisa is, right? No. Well, Televisa is the number one um, producer of Spanish language content in the world. They're they're like they're kind of they're multi billionaire. Like they're they're kind of almost bigger than Fox in a way. They're, I thought they're um, do they own a Univision? They are a, a very strong partner. They own about forty percent of Univision. Okay, Univision is what we have here. Yeah, and they, and they, and they basically saved Univision. They they, uh, they 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 stream their content, the content they produce, uh, through Univision to the U.S. They, they, Univision would have gone under if Televisa didn't give them a bone and let them exist still. Televi- Televisa is like absolutely like now all this like uh, there was like there was some maids. Desperate Maids, what was it called? Something like that. Oh, yeah. Devious, um, Maids. Devious Maids or something. That's, what's her name from Scrubs was on there. Um, uh, well, that, that's all Televisa. Televisa okay. and are and Univision, they're all teamed up. Televisa's moving in. They just don't use their name, but they are super powerful. They, they, they did Ugly Betty for China. <laughs> like, like, these guys, they're really smart at picking up, because Ugly Betty was a Colombian production. Columbian script, 
And they were very smart. They thought it was a really good production, so they bought the rights. They paid what seemed to the production crew and everyone a lot of money, and then they made a ton of more money with it. And they sold it in the U.S. They, as Ugly Betty. They sold it in China as like something Yuan Shui or something like that. Uh, yeah, you know, we're talking about like you know like 800 million uh, cable subscribers. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean I that's. Mean, that's where uh, all of our movies, meaning movies in America, make their money is overseas. I mean, some yeah. money's made here, but they that's always bank the, on the foreign markets. Really smart in terms of, of 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 the global market. Anyways, how did we get on the subject? So Televisa. I was asking you about your movie, man. You're talking about right. the producers and stuff. We want to hear about Jim Young. <laughs> so okay, all right. So I am Mirko Chivati, and uh, I play this guy who is. A very effective hitman. Um, I'm kind of the hands-on guy. Um, I work with my brother, Zasha. And Zasha is almost mute. He doesn't speak, uh, except to me. He whispers in my ear. I live with my mother in this weird German house that's in the middle of Mexico City. Uh, she doesn't do anything but smile and smoke cigarettes. And... Uh, and so uh, we have almost like our own language, like through our gestures and whatever with each other. And I am the mouth guy. I talk to the contractors. I talk to the bosses. And, uh, and my signature move is the machete strike. Um, I, I, I always have a machete in my back pocket, and I love using it. Um, it's kind of how I get my stress out. Uh, my brother, Zasha, he's the marksman. He's the sharpshooter. He likes to hide in places. He likes to wait. Um, I, I, I don't know if you guys can have access to HBO Go, but yes. I'm pretty sure that uh, we're out now. Uh, all The whole season, season two is up. You guys should go and check it out. Um, it is, uh, I appear, I think, I first appear in episode, season two, episode, I want to say five, but go to season two, episode six, and we are the opening scene. And it's a great scene. Uh, I get to make a huge intro, um, as does my brother, and I get to murder the hell out of someone right on the screen. Lots of blood. It's awesome. Um, and, you get uh, to do your own action scenes? Totally, dude. <laughs> oh, that's so... I'm so jealous. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Well, yeah, well, when you're sitting there in the sun and they have to wipe you down for the millionth time to get the blood, fake blood off you to do the scene again, you won't be... <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard work. I mean, that's kind of the funny part of it all. It's actually really hard work. Um, but what's so cool about working with HBO is that everyone is awesome. Like, the, you know, second AD or, you know, the boom operator, everyone is the best at their job. These guys are the cream of the crop, and everyone is so effing professional that, you know, you put up with everything as an actor. You just tolerate it because everyone is doing such a damn good job at every little detail. You just go through it, you know, no matter what. I mean, the last scene, 
which I don't want to give anything away, but the last scenes in season two, we were freezing our butts off getting rained on, fake rain, and the cold, I mean, I was, we had these, uh, like, suits on underneath to keep us from, and we were digging through the mud, like, trying to dig out a coffin, essentially, in, okay. in an actual cemetery, in the German cemetery, and uh, the first couple times weren't so bad, but, like, Take ten. In my hands, I couldn't feel my hands. I couldn't feel my feet, and uh, I started going. I mean, me and my and my brother Zasha, you know, we were both like, "What the hell, dude?" <laughs> we were both like, "You need to get us some tequila, or else we're gonna die." <laughs> and of course, some PA ran off. It's like right away, sir. <laughs> So are you uh, are you filming season three now, or is that already in the can? Uh, no, it's not in the can, and we are going to – I have my first read. My table read will be next week, um, the 6th is when we're going to start. And then I, uh, the pr- pr- perspective first day of shooting will be the 19th for me. So I'm uh, the block one uh, – I don't even know if I'm supposed to be saying this stuff um, – if you if you if you're gonna get yourself in trouble, don't. Yeah, let me think of a way to say this without. I I will be filming a lot in the next couple of months, and we are we are set to go, guys. We are set to go, and probably it won't reach the states for a couple of years, but it's cool. Um, like I said, working with professionals, working with these guys, it's it's fun. You know, working with smart people who know what they're doing, that's that's fun. Um, it's so a lot you, are, you are writer by day, actor by day as well. I mean, you can't beat what you – I mean, as, as far as, like, if you told me as a kid I want to be a writer and an actor, you're doing it, man. Yeah, I mean, like, what? When I knew you, I was going to be a physicist, right? Uh, of course you were. And I did get my degree, you know, with honors. Uh, I do have my bachelor's in science and, and – but I, I knew pretty much right after that that uh, there was something else I wanted to do. And, and I, you know, when I was a kid, I told my mom I wanted to be a Renaissance man. And I've done that. You know, I've studied physics. I've, I've worked as an art curator. Um, I've worked as an editor, as a journalist, and now as an actor. You know, who knows what, what's next? That's kind of – so that's what I thought you were going to pick apart in, uh, in Ant-Man was actually, like, relativity theory and – and well, everything else yes. is well, okay. Well, yes, yes, that's enough. Yes, yes. The, the whole thing. If you want to bring that up, yes, it, it was not clear at all. Like, and like, why? Why does a, a tiny man have the strength of a big man? You know, and that doesn't make any sense. Like, the physics of it was just completely loony. Yeah. Uh, uh, and and it was a bit frustrating. You, you could hang a lamp. You could hang a what's it called? Hang a light post on it to to say something on purpose. Like, oh, that's just a side effect of the miniaturization process. But they didn't even do that. It was a bit lazy in that regard. Yeah, they said because it packed together the particles so densely or some or that something. Is a, that is a bunch of crap. Didn't they go with that he has the strength of an ant? Didn't they do the same thing they do with Spider-Man? Yes. Well, I don't know. A strength even of an ant? So. How many ants have punched you through a wall? None, but I mean, Spider-Man supposedly can pick up cars. So. Well, that's a different thing because then they kind of what they said is basically they have the he has a relative strength, 
but that he is actually like a man-sized man. This is not like a shrinking process where, I mean, even if, okay, if, if, if he somehow retained some kind of super strength and he was like a badass super strength guy, uh, when you shrink down, that, that hand of his is what, like, a cross section of like, what, a one millimeter squared? Yeah. So worst case scenario, it's a hell of a, a pinprick. Right. You know? Yeah. It's like it's just like, gonna scale. Yeah. I mean, he could he could like, you know, tear you a hole, but he's not gonna throw you across the room. Oh, oh, and this is even worse. Um, what what's up with the control of ants? Was that ever part? I mean, maybe I missed something. Was was that part I of us that he had control over ants? I remember later. He did, but I'm talking like when they did the Ultimates. Why? Why? <sighs> Just because his name is Ant Man doesn't is really throw away lame excuse. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't see any reason why he needed to control or ride ants or no, anything. And also, like what he made his like emotional romantic bond with someone who somehow understood ants better than he did. What was that? I, I, I just didn't get it. I didn't buy it. I just like Whoa. Dude, at the end of the movie he had a pet ant. Like a a, a life size or a giant size that, ant. That's kinda cute. That is I agree. Cute. I thought it was I, I don't know. I guess I I really learned over the years to completely turn my brain off. maybe that was their only Oh, kind of... Eric. You know you know that that's not true. You know that's not true. You were like that that's called selective screening, right? Uh, okay. Now, yeah. now I I really try to not. I still I think I was the only one in the theater that got the journey into mystery or the tales to astonish tales reference. To astonish. The whole theater. Yeah. I know you did. Yeah, that was. But uh, but no, I try not to. I try not to overthink things because when I do, I just uh, I don't know. I was just thinking the three worst movies I think I've seen over the past twenty years: Star Trek Into Darkness, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and uh, what would be the third one? The third Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah, those are the three worst movies I've seen. And I really tried to turn my brain off there, too, but God, they were terrible. I think 4, 2, Silver Surfer was pretty bad. To be fair, I made it 20 minutes into that before I turned it off. So I didn't even make it the whole way. Yeah. Um, Because who was Silver Surfer? Was he computerized? Uh, Yeah, he was like pure CG. And bad. It was just... That was just a... See, I was I was a child, you know, when those movies were coming out. So I how, remember how liking you, them. I'm I'm 25. Wow, a kid. Tyler's a kid, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I I think I have to go back and watch them because like I have this whole like lavish like fantasy in my head of how those weren't terrible movies, <laughs> but. I mean, okay, like, what is a terrible movie, right? Like, t- terrible movie, okay, one, one, there's one thing, okay, you know that, that phrase, um, the opposite of hate isn't, uh, the opposite of love isn't hate, it's indifference, right? Right. So there's a lot of movies out there that we just don't even register that are really terrible, um, things we forget, and those are worse, but... Uh, there's a special place for things that offend or make us angry. And, uh, and, and they're, they're not necessarily bad. They just upset us and we hate them, you know? 
So it's not really the worst. It's just the ones we hate the most, right? Yeah, I, I completely agree because I've everyone I talk to is like. Star Trek Into Darkness wasn't that bad, and I'm like, dude, that movie was like diarrhea raining on my eyeballs. <laughs> Even you told me because you saw I it before know, you me. We, we me talked so hard. You yeah, we talked beforehand. So you were like, you're gonna love it, dude. You're gonna love I it. Know. And I was like, okay. No, and I watched it now, and I was like, damn, man. I see your point, but I still see my points too. I like Tyler it. loved it. Yeah, I thought it was good. I, I, I thought it. I wouldn't you, say know, I loved you know, you know, I. It's not like I came out of nowhere. I've, I've watched everything. I've watched. You know what I like? God, this is such nerd talk. But I, I like uh, Deep, Deep Space Nine. Uh, it's the it's the it's the it's the one series that most people haven't really watched. Who's the captain on DS Nine? Is that Janeway or Cisco? No, Cisco, baby. Cisco, and and, and it, it's it's a, it's dark. It's it's morally ambiguous. It's complex. It's about war. It's about loss and sacrifice. It's not pretty. Um, much is lost, uh, little is gained, um, other than the integrity of the people. Um, I, I like it. I mean, Janeway, you know, she's, she's kind of prissy, right? I've uh, never been able to watch more than a season of anything except, uh, original and next gen. Next gen is highfalutin idealism. Like, you go back to, like, the first few seasons of uh, the TOG or whatever they call it. I mean, it's, it's, it's like, oh, why haven't we solved this yet? Like, all of our society's problems are fixed. It's, it's a little bit over the top, you know? It is. No, it is. And I, if, if, honestly, I had, a, I had an ex-girlfriend that loved it, so I've seen every episode. Oh, and I have gave me a choice, though. Kirk all day long, and I don't care about any of the rest of Star Trek. <laughs> The original series is, is, is my – well, you and I um, – well, I'm taking us back in time here. One time you and I were camping, and we got in one of our – I wouldn't say famous discussions because we weren't famous, but we used classic, to discuss things classic. at length. Classic discussions, yeah, that you and I used to have, and you were all about Star Wars, and I was all about Trek. And at the end of it, I was like, no, you're, you're right. Star Wars is a little bit better. I wanted to call you when the prequels come out and go, ha! <laughs> <laughs> Ah, but what do you have to say now? What do you think about the the uh, teasers coming up? I have very high hopes, and I'm not going to lie to you, Jim. When I saw the Millennium Falcon come across the screen, the hairs on my arms were standing at full right. length. I was, oh, come on, man. You can't show me that ship and not expect me to get happy. Give me a break. What about BB-8? The little robot? The little... Oh, oh, the soccer ball robot. Yeah. So you already know names and stuff. I'm trying to avoid everything you know, besides that trailers. Is, they, like, they intentionally tried to do as much as possible not CGI. And, practical yeah. effects. And, and practical effects using science or whatever. BB-8 is a wonder in Marvel. It's beautiful. It's beautiful and it's real. It's not special effects. It is science. It's awesome. And, 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 and that kind of, I mean, like, I don't know if you saw, I really highly recommend everyone, all of our viewers, to go see and watch the celebration, um, thing that they did with Star Wars. These guys are behind, they're, it's like, now we get to have the, the, the films made by the generation who grew up loving these films. Now we get the film, we, now we get the fans making the films. And, and I was I, excited I after the first Star Trek that Abrams did. I was like, oh, he gets it. He gets Kirk. Okay, he gets well, okay. Let, let's break it down. What do you hate about Into Darkness? 
Number one, worst villain casting in the history of freaking time. Cumberbatch. Oh, great in everything else I've seen him in. Terrible in that. Number two. Too arch. Too arch. Okay. Second thing, the laziest script that's ever been written. Let's take the end of Wrath of Khan and switch the two main characters. Oh, except Kirk's going to die for about a minute and a half, and we're going to bring him back with magical fucking triple blood. On paper, how did they think that that was a good idea? Did we lose Jim? No, I'm listening. Okay, okay. I, I, sorry, thinking. <laughs> I, I heard a noise through my headset, and I was like, oh, shit, did it hang up? No, 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 no. Just go ahead. Go ahead. What about um, in the original um, – I can't call it the trilogy. The original six, Carol Marcus was a very strong female character. In this, she was a bra and fucking panties in the back of a spaceship. Um, the Spock – Lurching up and screaming Khan was the most painful moment I've ever seen in a movie besides the CGI groundhogs in uh, Crystal Skull. I almost left right there. When I, Spielberg was like, I'm doing practical effects, and I saw a CGI groundhog, I was like, this movie is going to be awful. I never watched Crystal Skull, and I never don't, intend to. Don't do it. I don't either. Tyler's yeah. never seen it. I won't let him. I'm like, dude, remember no. the original three. And that goes, that goes in the close. tank. That goes in the tank. You know, I'll never see the Titanic. I'll never watch it. Never seen it either. Yeah, wow. that, that, that's in the tank. We don't go there. Um, that's a great, actually. Um, so you have, like, like I do, Jim, I think I have five movies, it's maybe four or five, that I refuse to watch. You have a list like that? Well, that's that's kind of that, it. it? I, I guess you know. I mean, if I really thought about it, there are probably some other ones. What is your tank? Do you have some tank ones? Oh, completely. Um, Pretty Woman. You haven't seen that? <laughs> Hell no, and I, I refuse to. <laughs> um, Ghost. <laughs> yeah, that's Titanic. That's, that's, Titanic. Um, that's a good one. Grease. Grease, the original. Grease, yeah. Mm. I know. I'm, yeah, I know. I'm, go ahead and persecute me. I'm, I'm ready. No, to no, hear I'm it. not persecuting you. You can do whatever you like. It's not. Uh, I, and I what's Grease Two? I would put in the tank. Yes, I have seen Grease Two only because you know of my love for Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just sad, man. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes some sad things come out here in the big game. So <laughs> you, you bring out the best in me, Jim, as always. Um. Uh, I don't know. Uh, any uh, oh, oh, here's one. I uh, the what's that one? Uh, the Whitney Houston, Kevin Costner movie. The Bodyguard. Oh yeah, that's in the tank. Never, never will I watch that. I've never seen that either. So you know what? I'm putting it in my tank too. Yeah, it's it's, 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 it's been too long. It's cursed. It's cursed. Like I'll, I'll break the seal on the heaven's gate if I fucking watch that movie. No, 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 no. Um, I'm doing my best not to watch the new TMNT. Oh, that's out. That's completely out. That's a violation <laughs> against the laws of man and God. Uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah. There are, and then there are some that are, you know, there are movies that are so bad they're good. Um, Please I, I, tell me you guys have gotten a copy of Kung Fury down in Mexico. I don't even know it. Oh, Kung Fury? That's the... <laughs> yeah. It's like a 35-minute YouTube oh, no, uh, movie that got... That. Jim, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be watching some Senior Avila tonight. I'm giving you homework. It. You need to watch. You gotta link it, baby. Oh, we will. We'll link everything. <laughs> yeah, but no, you have to watch Kung Fury. It's so good, absolutely. And oh, yeah. then another movie that's so bad that's so good is Miami Connection. Yes, 
Miami Connection is another one. Now, Miami Connection is full length. Yep. Kung Fury, you can you can knock out over a couple beers tonight. But I Miami feel like Connection... someone punched me in the stomach when you said Miami Connection. That sounds like the worst name of a movie I've ever heard. Wait till you hear the premise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me let me try to explain the plot real okay. quick. <laughs> Well, is it's, there a point? Is, is it basically a porno plot without the porno? Oh, no. no, oh no, no, no. There's not no, even no, any no. nudity. I'm not saying. I'm saying without the porno, no porno, just the plot it's, of. It's a band of friends that sing about friendship and train to be ninjas, <laughs> who fight an evil like ninja art biker, a ninja biker army. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's one scene in the movie, Jim, that I had to rewind four times. It might be the greatest <laughs> monologue ever delivered in, in in the history of cinema. That's a tall order. Everyone I have I have introduced it to, probably about 30 of my friends now, have all called or texted me afterwards like, dude, <laughs> that's the best thing I've ever seen. It's like, yeah, I know. Trust me, because it's one of those you can't turn it off. Well, Okay. In in terms of like famously bad movies, uh, the, there's a uh, Cocaine Cowboys. You ever heard of that one? Cocaine Actually, has a cameo appearance of uh, Andy Warhol in the beginning of it, and it's about these guys. I thought that was a documentary. There is a documentary called that, isn't there? I well, I mean, I guess so. There's so many documentaries. I don't know, but this is a fictionalized story about these guys, like how they ran cocaine, but it is clearly filmed. And everyone is clearly on cocaine. Um, everyone is completely <laughs> high through the whole film. It's like that's well, a quick line over, read. Overacting, <laughs> uh, terrible editing, like you know the worst shots you can imagine. It opens with Andy Warhol, which like is a hallmark of terrible cinema, and uh, and uh, it, it 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 it's it's kind of an homage to, te- to horrible film. It's 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 like kind of like what a lot of people consider to be like the definition of bad film, and, like the uh, room. I mean, it's it, I, I'm just curious what you guys think about it. You guys can t- I'll listen to your next podcast. We'll, we'll have to link up and we all agree to watch all these things and we can talk to each other. You oh. are welcome to come back on, Jim, whenever oh, you want. I feel like we haven't delightful. even scratched the surface yeah. like tonight. Yeah. I mean, we're normally, we're, I mean, we're getting close to our our normal runtime here, and I was like, I feel like I've talked to Jim for five minutes. Yeah, I know. Oh, well, I'm, 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 hell, I'm so charming, and I'm very smart, and I know a lot of things, so I can entertain people for hours and hours, you know, until they fall asleep. Um, <laughs> no, no. All joking aside, when Tyler sat down at the monitor tonight, I looked at him and I was like, "I hope you're ready for this." I was like, "Cause this is not <laughs> like I was like, this is not some run of the mill podcast guest tonight." I was like, "We're actually going to have to not be drunk, which we're not." <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, 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 it, it, no. It's uh, if you want to do a drunk episode with us one night, we'll do tequila shots. Or I, I mean, yeah. bit faced is bit faced for a reason, but yeah, bit faced rhymes with shit faced, right? Uh, it yeah. completely. Oh, is. I didn't mean. Is that it? I don't even know. Is FCC doesn't care about this, right? No, no, anyway. We we are approved on iTunes for yeah. like well, we're fine. As far as okay, getting back to like the main core of things, I think that as far as homework assignments for all of our listeners and bedheads. One, uh, bedheads. what's that? Our bedheads. Bedheads. Uh, bedheads. Guys, bedheads. <laughs> Rhymes with shithead. Yeah, got that. Call got all that. Of our um, no, we actually call watch, I actually, over the last few years, have found a film that I can actually say is my favorite film, which is 
saying a lot. Um, and you're not I, being sarcastic here. This no? is your favorite movie. Yeah, I know. Wow. I, I, it takes a lot, but this is absolutely. I, this is this is this is where like the this is the mountain that you want to climb to build the next mountain. This is the most amazing film. Is a stalker by Tarkovsky. I've never seen it. Yeah. What you, tell tell me like give me give me a year here. It's a uh, seventy. I want to say seventy six, seventy eight, something like that. Stalker. Uh, is it stalker. foreign? It's Russian. Okay. And it's kind of science fiction. Um, it's basically it's based on a novel, but it's like a short story they made long, and it is so well done. It's about um, this room that they don't really understand. You don't really understand why this like a it's like a like a plant. You know, if it's a nuclear plant, chemical plant, whatever, that there was a terrible accident, and the result is there's a room inside the factory that if you go in it. Whatever you your deepest desire is comes true, and so okay. like the the Russian military has surrounded the the whole. It's called the zone, uh, like with like machine guns because everyone's like fuck, you know, <laughs> like we don't want people walking in there because what we don't know what they really want. I mean, it could change the world. So they they they've created this like like the zone and like you can't enter, but there's these guys called stalkers that know the way because like when you walk into it you it starts playing tricks with your mind and you start like and if you get lost you just get lost forever like lost in time and lost in space and lost in the universe and you start going it's like it, it just you get lost and it comes down to this uh thing where uh even when you get to the place at the very end um you have to question, like, is this – I think that I want to be the head scientist of this firm, but what if that's not my deepest desire? Maybe my deepest desire is something else. So it turns into, like, the expositional kind of thing, but it's beautiful, and it's super well shot, and it's disturbing. And, and as a bonus, um, it was actually filmed on the site of, a, uh, of an old chemical plant that had been retired – and it was not really cleared, but they still filmed. And all these scenes, they were like in these like little rivers, and everyone fucking died. The director, all the actors, everyone died shortly thereafter from cancer. Wow, I definitely need to check. Have you seen it, Tyler? No, I haven't seen it. It's it sounds long. Awesome. You have to be patient, but it's worth it. It's but brilliant. You know, being a video game podcast, it did make me think of something. I've played a game called Stalker, all spelled out in acronyms, and I was like, that sounds similar. I think it must be based on the 1979 movie. And it's, so I pulled yeah. it up real quick, and it is. Yeah, there's there's a game series called Stalker, first person. Oh, my God, I have to check it out. Survival shooter, yeah, you should yeah, definitely this check is, that out. This is, it's, some, it's, some, it's some dark, twisted stuff. It reminds me a little bit, uh, I saw something about this... This video game, something about hell or something. You're walking in the in the hallways. You know what I'm talking about? I, I just saw something about uh, some video game. You're gonna have to be more specific than <laughs> hell and hallways for video. Something games. about Satan. Dude, something about wait. Satan or hell or Dante's like, Inferno. No, no, no. It's like much more. It's like some weird um, off web thing, like the underweb. 
Um, you can't get it by looking at Google. Oh my God, guys! Like I am so sorry. I owe you a no, link, you're... and I'll look it up. But it's like really weird, and all it is is like someone like walking in these tunnels and being lost, and like weird eerie music, and occasionally there's like these strange like children like creatures like coming to you. And it's not something mainstream like Metro 2033. No, it's like not. That. It's okay. not something you can buy. It's like online, and uh, it's it's off. You can't find it on Google. It's on the what? The underweb? Is that what they call it? The, the, dark, the dark web. web. Dark web. It's dark web. And, Where are, uh, are you gaming anymore now? You said you were playing Star Wars tonight. Is that like a phone game? What do you What are you rocking now? Star Wars Commander. Star Wars Commander, guys. You want to join the squad? Let's go for it. I'm Rebel. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, 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 I really just play that kind of stuff to pass the time, but I have to say, they did a good job, the graphics are awesome, and it is more than just a, it's not a freemium game, you know, it's, 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 you actually have to do strategy, it's fun. Um, and, uh, and it would be funner if everyone joined in. I mean, Star Wars like, Commander, I mean, I, dude, I yeah. read an article the other day about, how those freemium games are not only the worst money sinks ever, but they're not even any good as a game. Yeah, no, and that is ninety nine percent true. And they're and like, but what I've enjoyed about this is you actually are you have to do battles and you have to like set up your it, it, it's actually strategy. I mean, yeah, of course I want to get level nine, and of course I want to spend money on gems, but actually I don't really care because it's actually fun trying to like rearrange my walls and rearrange my stuff. It reminds me a little bit of uh, Age of Empires. So this is the exact speech that one of my friends gave me and got me to play Clash of Clans for a little bit. Like, the exact speech. He's like, it's a strategy game at heart. Okay, but this, okay this is Lucasfilms. Graphics are badass. Okay. Okay. I mean, you know, it's Star Wars Universe? It's Star Wars Universe. You can choose Empire or Rebel. And it looks good. I mean, it looks really tight. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you can, I think I've sunk $40. But that's it. I've decided that's it. And Star, Wars, Star Wars is an interesting series because, like, I can't think of many bad Star Wars games. Like, even Republic Commando, to me, was awesome. The one on the N64 yeah. was terrible. Which one? Well, the first one they made, and I can't believe I can't remember the name of it, but the first Star Wars game they made on the N64 was bad. I don't know. I mean, Star Wars has done pretty much better than anyone else, managed to maintain a brand, and managed to maintain like a consistent, if every once in a while making a misstep, um, you know, across the board in terms of making films, in terms of making video games. They've been innovative. I mean, who can say, like, the most genius move of George Lucas was uh, holding the merchandising rights with Star Oh, completely. Wars. They laughed at him. They were like, that's what you want? Okay, yeah, like, how, okay, sure. <laughs> that's what you want. It was like, the most genius move of, I mean, that, that changed the industry. Completely. Uh, mm-hmm. Totally. Completely. Uh, no, it, it, it did. And I, I think George Lucas' second best move it, for us as fans was selling the, the franchise to Disney because it seems like yeah. I, we'll, we'll see in December I, you're going to get to see it before me aren't you no well I'm going to be in the states probably okay I'll, I'll come in probably December 17th so I'll, I'll, I'll I want to see it with my family I want to see it with my family I don't, I'll pay I don't a fortune to sit in shitty seats in a shitty theater overpriced and pay for terribly overpriced popcorn no um, no waiter with sushi no waiter with sushi I would rather do it like here in the comforts of like my beautiful homeland, but uh, but 
but I will go up to your northern wasteland and uh, attend your like poppers theater for overpriced tickets. Um, but All yeah. we've had this week in the Bit Cave is people ragging on America. <laughs> we did we did a Japanese episode Wednesday. Now you're telling me that Mexico is so much better. Maybe I shouldn't live here anymore. <laughs> Uh, What's America, the gaming scene though, uh, like in Mexico though? Like you I, get games like four years later? No, I think well, everything well, the pirate the pirate world is right up online. Um, but uh, as far as like, rollout and stuff like that, it, it tends to be delayed. It totally depends on international rollout. Um, same with films. If they decide to do an international release date, then it goes on the same date. Sometimes we even get a day before. But um, but generally, um, the U.S. I mean, that's the big market. That's where the money is. Uh, so Mexico is a good test market. Sometimes they'll, they'll play something here first. But, uh, but if, it's, like, if it's like a Lord of the Rings or Star Wars, whatever, they do an international release date. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so last time I talked to Marcus, God, had to be six years ago, and you were living in Mexico. How long have you been there? Mm. I moved here. Well, I I first moved here in March 2000, and then wow, okay, yeah, you've been there for like like you must have moved there right after. I mean, I saw you in Florida when REM got canceled. Yeah, you must have gone shortly after that. I mean, that ever ago? Wasn't that like 96 or 97? That was 96. That was 95, 96. Yeah. Okay. That's what, oh my God, when I went out to visit you guys at UGA, we almost got busted by the <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a story we can tell now. But <laughs> uh, I, I want to hear it, and I think our <laughs> listeners want to hear it too. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We were listening to Dave Matthews and blowing through that, like, cardboard tube. and Cardboard tube full <laughs> of um, dryer sheets. So Dry- we were in a dorm room. <laughs> So you couldn't smoke pot, so we had no, to. Uh, and, then, and then you came down into my into Florida. Yeah, you came down and like we hot boxed the the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I, I think that was the first time I got really, really, really stoned uh, ever. Uh. <laughs> well, now all of all of your fans are gonna know all about it. <laughs> so, no, no. Everything starts somewhere, you know, right? <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it's a big deal. Actors get a little bit of leeway, so it's not a big deal. Oh, I I live in Colorado now. It's 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 actually legal. So <laughs> yeah, well, it's it is not it's decriminalized here. We can have a certain amount, but um, I figure. I mean, I've only been to like I haven't I haven't been to really the good parts of Mexico, but ev- everything seemed pretty free for all when I when I went down to visit. Yeah, it's about being chill. I mean, the, the like down there's a market like two blocks from here, and the guys are always smoking pot out front. No one says anything. Whatever, it's just pot. Um, but uh, but yeah, you guys are in Colorado. How about that? Is it uh, like Cheech and Chong style? Like what, what's going on? Like everyone. Honestly, people ask me that every time they they find out I live here or move here. People that don't know me, honestly. Atlanta is no different. It just happens to be you can walk into a store and buy it here. Uh huh. Uh-huh. It really, it really is not like everyone here. No one. I mean, you'll you'll drive down the street and see people smoking blunts and stuff in their car, but I would see that in Atlanta. Okay. It's it's not much different. You, you would, be, would be surprised if you went to like a dispensary here, 
how organized and like it's just you'll you it's it's like that's, a Mexican that, movie theater. It's 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 just that much better yeah. than going to a drug dealer. Yeah, that sounds good to me. That sounds like you know, nice good lighting, uh informative some people who are informed about what they're selling. That sounds good to me. That sounds fair. Oh, you go see your uh your bud tender here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you don't you're not worried about some kind of uh like alterant, some kind of chemical. You're not worried about that. Everything has to be all on the up and up. That's good. I think that's. I think it's a great move forward. I think that the, like Mexico is going through its own shit. Sorry again. Sorry, own stuff. Um, but Jim, you obviously haven't listened to our podcast. <laughs> but uh, bombs but, left and right, man. So you're yeah, fine. Okay, s bombs are fine. Um. So, all the bombs. All the bombs. All the, all the fuck shit ass. We go for it. Okay. We we are, we are louder than bombs to reference what you were listening to earlier. So. <laughs> okay. So, but like, um, one of the concerns here is that if you know Mexico City has played with the idea very seriously with the con- like the like the main Cámara uh, Diputados, like the House of Representatives, but for the city, um, they have like really addressed the issue of possibly making it legal here as an experiment, but what I've heard from my drug dealer friends is, well, not really friends, but my drug dealers, um, is that uh, if they do that, um, it could cause a lot of problems by inciting this idea, like um, the cartels and stuff make a lot more money because it's illegal. Right. Oh, yeah. So if they make it legal, it could... They could have like random acts of violence and attacks and bombs and whatever to just make it seem like, oh, this is a big mistake. We shouldn't have never legalized it just so they make it illegal again to make sure that they maintain their own power. So that's kind of the concern right now is that if uh, if they make it legal in Defe as an experiment, how do we know that people aren't going to sabotage it through violence? It's a legitimate concern. I mean, and yeah. I've heard up here that the cartel yeah. is taking a hit down there because we don't have to have to worry about it oh, anymore. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. And it's it's only like I'm pretty sure it goes legal in Arizona in January, Washington, Colorado. I mean, more I states feel, will follow. I almost, I almost feel like they're giving up on pot here. Like the the dealers are just like screw pot. They're gonna have to. I mean, when I've been here, everyone else at the dispensary is from out of state. Everyone. I happen to know a person who is the captain of a internationally winning sports team here who okay. uh, only buys from uh, what, what they call narco-free. Um, like, like I smoked some Pineapple Express with this person. Nice. Yeah, which I'm not a big fan of pop, but Jesus Christ. I mean, I have one hit and I'm done for the night and I can go to bed. So um, nothing's changed since college. <laughs> no, I mean, now it's all like fancy, you know. I, I used to like the beer of, of marijuana, you know, like the like kind of gets you stoned if you smoke enough of it. This stuff now, it's all high tech. I just can't deal with it. It's just too fancy for me. Uh, it all goes back to science, Jim. Yeah, and the brain. THC is a is a strange thing. Um, anyways, we're getting way off topic. Everyone, thinks. no, we're about to we're about to wrap anyway. We <laughs> as soon as you started telling college stories, I was like, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna wrap. <laughs> yeah, we're ready to wrap, y'all. Um, 
Uh, so, you got something to say, Tyler? I, you, yeah, I got one last thing that I just want to ask you guys about because I saw a rumor about it. Uh, so the new Spider-Man, I saw a rumor and a um, kind of like a sketch art of what they want his costume to possibly look like. Uh-huh. It's supposed to be, and that Mar- uh, Marvel has said that they want it to look more homemade. So the art that I saw is practically like a hoodie with a spider on it, some shorts, knee pads, elbow pads, and some goggles. Like I did see that. It's kind of yeah, it's kind of interesting. I mean, Makes it's sense. not number not one. I don't want to see the origin story again. Don't show it to me. They said they're not okay. I've seen yeah. it a hundred times. I've read it more yeah. than that. Like I don't want to see it again. No, yeah, I, I, I get it. It's, it's yeah. become cliched in itself. So is the Batman's the dropping of the pearls? I mean, it's we've seen that origin. Yeah, like like let's just go in media race. You no, know? let's just move into moving past all that stuff now. Like his life is he's Spider Man. What is he doing? But then you you know if they do that, how can they just have a homemade ragtag uniform? That seems like an origin story. It does. Oh, they're making. I mean, they they actually hired a real teenager. Yeah, not forty-year-old Jake Gyllenhaal or Tobey Maguire, whoever. Yeah. It's a real kid playing him. Yeah, and I guess they're in high school, and like some of the rumored casts and stuff, they're all just nineteen, you know, eighteen. Well, let's I hope th- to God they do something more interesting than what's what's been done. You know, let's hope it's not a rehash for the new generation. You know, they're going to skew young to have a foil for Tony Stark. Well, that's just my and, okay. Well, that's bringing up a whole other thing, like Fox Disney. You know, like are they going to cross swords, cross streams? You know. Oh, you know that that's happening, though, right? Well, is it Fantastic oh. Four and X Men? No, 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 no. Spider Man in Avengers is done. Oh. It's inked. Right. And, yeah, he's there. But then, right okay, now. so then will X Men cross over? No. Marvel Why? made a deal with. Uh, Sony, because after that shitstorm with the Sony leak, right. Marvel bought yeah. Spider-Man's rights back. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's you know that's awesome because he's yeah the new uh, Spider-Man he's up filming for Civil. He's War filming right in now. Atlanta right now for Civil War. Yep. But okay, well that's you know I but it's just not gonna work unless you put it all together. I'm sorry. I mean, you know, like X-Men and Avengers and Spider-Man have come up before. This stuff is supposed to go together. Oh, you know how much I would love to see the X-Men with the Avengers. Yeah. You know what what would be like the most difficult film to do or difficult series of films to do? I, I I would label it practically impossible would be doing Secret Wars. Oh, it would be so good, though. Like literally bringing in the whole everyone. Whole, I would want to. I yeah. think they would have to do a TV show, and it'd have to be a long running series. Yeah, and you'd have to have a list actors all the way across. It would cost hundreds of millions of dollars and make nothing, but it would be the most cool thing ever. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, we are getting the Infinity Gauntlet. I never thought we'd get that. Yeah, I know, I know, dude. I'm like thinking about all my Silver Surfer stock. You know, I have, like, uh, First Appearance, Silver Surfer, First Appearance, Galactus, uh, you know. You still have your original comics that you had when we were growing up? Oh, hell yeah, baby. See, I do, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got I got, I got got number five. I've got uh, First Appearance, Doctor Doom. I got 48, 49. Actually, I have 23 through 
like 320 unblocked. I mean, totally. I think I'm missing one. I think I'm missing, well, I, I think my parents lost one. It's like number 61 or something like that. But, which is Adam Warlock. Actually, it kind of sucks that they lost that. I'm kind of pissed off at them. But that's not the point. The point is that I have a total block. I have awesomeness. I have all the Inhumans. I have Black Panther first appearance and second appearance. Black Panther is going to get on the screen. Black Panther. Have you heard any casting rumors about Black Panther? I haven't. Um, Dude. Maybe who's playing him, right? No, that's, I don't know. Do you know? That's been announced, hasn't it? Not that I, I mean, Claw, the Claw, Claw was in Avengers. It was in Ultron. Well. And they, they went to Wakanda. Yeah, Claw was. Exactly. They hinted the hell out of it. But they yeah. did not put Black Panther on the scene. He is going to be a major character. He is an awesome character. He's very interesting, super smart, super powerful. And he has an amazing backstory. I cannot wait for them to get put Black, Black Panther on the starting lineup, man. I am up for it going to be awesome and i had first and second appearance awesome yes i think actually i have a first appearance of black panther signed by stanley do you really yeah well i have first wow. appearance of uh dr doom signed, signed by stanley i show chadwick boseman is cast as t'challa uh, wh- who, what else has he done chadwick <sighs> hang on we're gonna look i recognize him oh 42 42 he played Jackie Robinson, I assume, or no? Was that, okay? Yeah. We're gonna look this up. They they, they had to made a really smart choice. It must have been a really tough decision. Um, that's a really complex character. He has to be kind of cool, calm, and collected and smart. Um, that's exciting. I'm gonna look that up. I'm gonna look that up. Okay, guys, fans, you've put up with our nonsense of high school bullshittery. For enough time. Anything before we uh, before we kind of sign out, Jim, that you want to plug? Did you did you get to plug everything that you wanted to? Because we're definitely going to put up links um, to Senor well, Avila. Okay, Senor Avila, guys, check it out. HBO Go, it's on. I'm in second uh, season two, and we're going to be starting season three soon. Um, keep an eye out. There's another thing coming up in a few months, hopefully. Um, I'm Jim Young, your most awesome person. That what was it? Join the Jim fan club that you invented, right, Eric? It, I did have a join the gym fan club. Wow, how do you remember that? <laughs> well, because that was the the center of attention. <laughs> this is Jim. That is true. I did. I did. I mean, we we should have a gym now. Where can uh, if I I of course know where you are, but Twitter, Facebook, where can people uh, find you? Where can people Jim find you? Young DF uh, is my Twitter handle, like J I M Young Y O U N G D F. Okay. That should come up. Hopefully, I think that's right. Um, and, uh, as far as Facebook is concerned, oh my God, you guys, I you will kind of keep your Facebook to yourself or no, 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 it's cool. You can follow me. I don't mind. I have fans. Uh, but just don't have any idea what you Jim. can jump in or Jimmy next J I M M Y M E X. So facebook.com slash J M M Y M E X Jimmy next. Okay, and we'll uh, we'll post links on uh, on Bitface as well. And yeah, I, mean, of I, course. I, I I really appreciate you guys inviting me to the Bitface community. Um, let's all get Bitface tonight. Uh, so uh, I look forward to my next invitation. 
It will be it will be sooner rather than later, sir. Uh, thank you again for coming on, man. Seriously, this was this was completely our pleasure. This was fantastic. <laughs> I've wanted to do a comic book episode since we started this. Since it is a podcast about video games, but whatever, we're 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 dorks at heart. We, we can we can get into some harder shit if you want, like at some point, you know. But like, I'm gonna come some... prepared next time with like a list of of movies, and I would really love to break down some cinema. Well, I, 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 I would like to, you know, I would like to see like uh, you know things I'd like to see in movies: Agatha Harkness, um, Franklin Richards, who is supposed to be like the most powerful uh, human ever. Uh, things that are like like dark dark spots that they're not even bringing up with Fantastic Four that goes cross right well into X Men and everything else. Uh, I want to see She Hulk. She Hulk would be awesome, but who would you cast? Uh, I I don't know Ronda Rousey. I mean, who could you cast? I don't know. <laughs> I I mean like I I, I that, that... you'd almost have to CG her. No, no she think, doesn't really think... get she doesn't really change though, does she? Well, no, she gets a little bit. But she has to be kind of badass and smart and not cliche, which is hard to do. Very hard. Marvel's done well, though. I'm yeah. waiting for them to bomb. And I thought it was going to be Guardians, and it wasn't. And then I thought it was going to be Ant-Man, and it wasn't. So. Well, I love Guardians. I mean, I'm a big Guardians fan. So are we. We were huge. Actually, that was our my second favorite movie last my, year. My second yeah, favorite I, I, I watched it four times in the theater. I think I didn't have to spend any money. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I love that movie. Anyways, guys, love you. Awesome. Great. I'm going to let you close it tonight, Jim. Normally we close the episode. Why don't you just finish this off, and we'll uh, yeah. we'll be back next Wednesday, guys, of course. Well, BitBase crowd out there, grab a drink and pick up a comic book and play a video game. And I really enjoyed having some time to share with you tonight, and I hope to see you guys all soon. Um, sign off and uh, just get drunk, guys. All right? Love you all. Peace. Peace.